0: Uh, Toby Rowland joins us for the game plan. We do this every single week on the Sooners Podcast. Toby, first of all, let's look back on Saturday. What an atmosphere inside the peak. I know there was a lot of Wichita State fans there, uh, but I, I hope that's something that's back for good. That was fun, man.
1: I agree completely. Uh, we said at the end of our broadcast on Saturday that let's not go four decades <laughs> without <laughs> teams playing each other again. I yeah. know they play next year. Up in Wichita, but it makes too much sense, you know, geographically. Um, two proud programs. Uh, Wichita State traveled well; three, four thousand fans probably in the peak for them. Uh, and I'm sure the same will happen next year when OU goes to Wichita. We're playing in the downtown arena there. I think it seats fifteen thousand, and there are a whole bunch of OU fans who live in Wichita and in uh, Southern Kansas, and even more that'll make the trip up for that. So. You're right. It it, uh, it was an NCAA tournament-type atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, it was a physical game, uh, hotly contested, heated at times. Uh, the crowd was uh, unhappy all day with the officiating, right. and it made for a fun atmosphere. And uh, I wish Oklahoma had four more points at the end, but um, Deshaun Smith made some huge buckets late for them, the dunk and the three-pointer and ultimately uh, Oklahoma wasn't able to overcome it so I think that they'll learn from it I think that they'll be able to uh, you know hopefully that'll pay off on down the line that's all you can hope for is in losses like this in the early season is that you can use it you know in the middle of big 12 play when you run into a close game late and you can learn from it and maybe pull that one out as a as a victory but It was a great game and a very fun atmosphere.
0: Hey, how about the uh, continued – I don't even know if the term anymore is development. Maybe the progression. Maybe the acceptance of the leadership role that Jordan Woodard has to play. I know that it's got to be frustrating for him at times because he's the focus of defenses now and he's seeing a lot more attention. But to still go out and do what he did on Saturday – and I know this team has some time before Tubby and Memphis come to town on Saturday as well too. But, Toby, that's that's pretty reassuring for the squad as well, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's fun to watch the realization sweep over Jordan <laughs> that he's the man, right? you know? And when they need a bucket, he's got to go get one or at least create for somebody else. And he has a tremendous ability to do that. He can score around the basket. He can shoot the three. Um, he's deceptively quick. We laugh all the time that if you just see Jordan walk after a game up the tunnel or across campus or something he walks like an 85 year old man on the way to the refrigerator but when and, and at times you'll see him on the court out there it looks like he can hardly move and then boom he needs to hit another gear he's able to blow by a defender and get to the basket and um and create for others too he draws defenders he finds the open man so it's a little tricky because they are, I think he feels maybe more comfortable at the two-guard position like right. he was a year ago. But then at times, if he's at the two, opponents can keep him or try to keep him from getting the basketball. Whereas if he's at the point, he's got the ball in his hands and in crucial situations, maybe that's a little better. So I think that's something they're trying to figure out is exactly um, where, where he can be used best, make sure they're still getting plenty of rest and not wearing him out here early in the season. And, uh, you know, he was great. I mean, the other night he almost single-handedly let them back, you know, into that game when it looked like they were out of it late.
0: Yeah, and, and you're starting to consistently see guys develop, you know, that, that weren't in major roles last year. And Odoms is fun. You know, I, I I don't think we've taught me, and this is on me, you do a great job, in Kevin, on the broadcast, but the impact of having Dante Buford back has made. This is a guy, I thought it was a great call on the dunk that he had on Saturday, got me up out of my seat. Man, that was awesome. But this is a guy that can do a little bit of everything and it seems like he's back to 100% now and he's ready to roll and he's an infusion of energy and talent and athleticism for this uh, lineup as well too.
1: Yeah, I think he's still very much an unknown. I think that's something to be excited about if you're a fan of this team is Dante's um, I don't think he is 100%. I think that maybe physically he's 100%, but trying to figure out where he fits in and how he can help this team best, I think he's still trying to find his way a little bit. He's athletically tremendously gifted. He can shoot the three. He's big enough to score around the basket. He can be an excellent defender, and they've moved you back into the starting lineup now, and I think he's maybe still trying to be a little too nice. Like, he's got some (laughs) offense game, to where you know, if he takes the ball and and just goes to work, he can score ten points or fifteen points a game for this team. So that's a guy that I bet we look back in a month. You know, I, I bet we're in mid January, maybe late January. We're looking back saying, "Wow, uh, Dante Buford was was really not contributing very much in mid December to this team, uh, production-wise, points, rebounds, assists, and now he's given us." Uh, you know, 10.6 rebounds a game, something like that. So I think there's more there. He's just – he missed so much practice and so much time that he's kind of late to the party and, and he's trying to find where exactly he fits.
0: And, and then you were, uh, you were front center for the Maddie Manning show yesterday. Uh, Maddie's probably going to go down <laughs> yeah. as one of my favorite student athletes in Sooner history because it just seems like she gets it. But you know, at times – I think for her, and I think for Coach Cole, it's it's frustrating because she'll have some lulls where it's a bit of a challenge. But, man, yesterday, as we taped this on a Monday, that was probably one of her more impressive performances, Toby, of her collegiate career.
1: She was spectacular. Um, the the funny thing is that we were on the television broadcast. Uh, Angela Beck, the former Nebraska coach, was was the color analyst on on Sunday. And Maddie was having a nice game and she was driving and getting to the rim and getting to the foul line. And I was just talking about how that's probably more her game. She had missed at that point 13 consecutive three-pointers. And, and maybe, you know, shooting from the perimeter was, was not where <laughs> she was best and driving was her game. And lo and behold, I think the next time down the court, she drains a three from the corner. <laughs> next time she pulls up and hits a jumper, couple of possessions later, she gets a steal and turn around and hits another three. And I swear she looked over and stared at me like, take that. And I, I there's no way she could have heard what we were talking about. But she is um, uh, versatile. I think versatile is the best word. You know, with her size, her ability to shoot, her ability to drive. She can post you up if you try to defend her with a guard. She can get to the line. She's a tremendous passer of the basketball Um I I don't think she's done. I mean, I think what we saw on, on Sunday, there will be more of that this season for
0: Maddie. Toby, I want to shift focus to obviously football, but today has been a pretty heavy day in the Sooner Nation, so before we start talking a little bit about the prep for OU and Auburn, I know you knew Jimbo Elrod. I know that you had dealt with him, a great man, gone way too soon as he had passed away in a tragic car accident on the Turner Turnpike. Just what an all-around really nice man who genuinely loved Sooner football. I mean, he genuinely loved Oklahoma Sooner football.
1: He did, and, you know, the thing I think about with uh, Jimbo was he his love of life. I mean, yeah. he was seemingly always gregarious, always in a good mood. Uh, his good friend and our, our radio partner, James Hale, called him larger than life, and I think that's a perfect way to describe it his name's even fun. You know, it's Jimbo Elrod. I mean, everybody loved when he played. You look back at those teams in the seventies with the Selman brothers and Rod Schoet and Jimbo Elrod. Are you kidding me? I mean, you talk about great defenses. They were, they were maybe the best of all time. And, and Jimbo was obviously a huge part of that, a huge part of OU football history He has uh, stayed around in a variety of ways and and as a radio host at times, but in other ways, always stayed close to the program and been a tremendous supporter of Oklahoma football for many years. And I I like a whole bunch of Sooner fans. I'm sure just a gut punch when you heard the news uh, on Monday morning of his tragic passing. And uh, this is, this one's going to sting. I mean, he, he is a great guy who not having his personality around the OU football program is going to be hard to deal with.
0: So with really no easy way to segue, I did kind of want to get your thoughts on Saturday night and the Heisman ceremony to where the voting discrepancy was probably about what we thought. But I really appreciated all the behind-the-scenes stuff that was at TV to kind of be there in the, in the uh, I guess, green room with D.D. Westbrook as he and Baker are getting ready to go out. To see sooner football on such a prominent stage uh, nationally for the young men that might be future sooner football players, just I, I know they didn't walk away with the award, but from an experienced perspective and being a part of it for Oklahoma, that was a that was a pretty special Saturday night.
1: Oh man, uh, yeah, I think you, I mean you touched on something there that's worth pointing out. Uh, access like sooner sports TV was given uh, is not. To be taken for granted and a huge thank you to bob stoops and baker and dd for allowing i guess it was matt archibald that was with them i don't arch. know who all was with them i
0: think it was just arch i think he was one man banding it oh he was every, he's the guy if somebody's got a one-man bandit matt archibald <laughs> is the guy to one-man band he was he was in the middle of everything
1: and the access they got was so much fun to follow um i agree with you uh, you know it would have been great if Baker or Didi had won the trophy, and maybe, you know, maybe next year will be Baker's year. But what a tremendous advertisement for OU football it was, and so deserving for those two young men after the season that they had, after the slow start and the stick to and the tremendous highlights and uh, entertainment that they provided for Sooner Nation all year. Uh, I was so happy to see them on that stage, and they handled themselves with such uh, class and poise, and and we wouldn't have expected anything else. But, yeah, it was a great week for Sooner football to have those two great representatives uh, up front and center in front of the nation.
0: Now, uh, I know you have a lot of basketball between now and January 2nd, and we have holidays with the family and everything that goes into it. But, Toby, when's the right time to start dipping our toe into the Auburn pool, to start looking at this matchup and how the Sooners might match up? Is it too early, or, or can we do it now? I would say it's too early, except um, I believe I, I just found out
1: that I'm hosting the Bob Stoops Bowl special tomorrow. <laughs> so i better start to study auburn <laughs> i better, I better uh, spend the next uh, uh 12 hours or so uh figuring out all i can about the auburn tigers so i think we're getting close you know the bowl games start on saturday and as soon as the bowl games start we're going to start to see advertisements in in all of those games 24 hours a day leading up to the biggies certainly this is one of the biggies so um yeah we're i mean we're getting close i'd say maybe uh Maybe next Monday we can talk a little OU Auburn.
0: Yeah, that sounds good to me. That's a, So you've got the you've got the bowl special. So is this in conjunction with the press conference, Toby, or is this another separate show that you're putting together? It's a separate
1: show. Wow. We're doing it before the press conference tomorrow. It'll be a one-hour uh, special that I'm sure will air several times between now and, uh, and the game on January 2nd. So it's kind of um, – we're not going to do it at Rudy's, but it's kind of a one-hour format like that. Only we're going to do it in studio, and uh, we'll look back at the year that was. And I'm sure we have some uh, features in there on the trip to New York City and everything, and certainly talk about the matchup with Auburn. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be. We I don't know that we've always done this with coach so i'm, I'm looking for i think we have a couple of times but i'm looking forward to it it'll be great
0: awesome stuff man thanks toby always appreciate your insight enjoy a lot of basketball should be a fun one on saturday morning against memphis and we'll talk to you next week as we go all in on auburn buddy
1: yeah i hope uh, everybody pours out on saturday tubby smith back in town with uh, as head coach of the memphis tigers now it's an 11 30 a.m tip which is a little odd chris and it's, uh, it's a CBS broadcast, which CBS has not broadcasted a game in Norman in over a decade. It's been a long time since a CBS broadcast crew has come in here, which probably a lot of people don't care about, but I think that's pretty cool. So uh, I hope everybody rolls out on Saturday. Thanks, Chris. Talk to
0: you later, bud. All right, buddy. We'll see you, Toby. So thanks to the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, for joining us on this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call it The Game Plan because it gets you ready for a busy week. But with finals this week, a little bit of a quiet week. As you heard Toby say, we'll get things going Saturday morning with OU and Memphis and uh, men's hoops and then the women's team on their way to Vegas to play in the Puerto Rico Classic in a va- very challenging field. Everyone have a great week. Hey, if you missed any of the coverage from the – Uh, from the Heisman Trophy ceremony and the great job Matt Archibald did behind the scenes. Check that out right now at SoonerSports.tv. Have a great week. In fact, I've reached out to Art, so hopefully he'll join us coming up Thursday right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, everyone, have a great week and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at SoonerSports.tv slash podcast and make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air